Hey guys, and welcome to Hunting Land, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you'd like to stay up to date on hunting tactics, land management, land values, and land market dynamics, this is the podcast for you. This week's show is brought to you by Bucks Island Marine. Bucks Island is a family-owned and operated business since 1948. They have new pontoon boats, bass boats, bow riders, and aluminum boats for sale. They love trade-ins for boats and motors, and they can rig your boat or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Bucks. They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77 in Southside, Alabama, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And also brought to you by Mallard Bay Outdoors. Mallardbay.com is the Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking your next guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen. Their mission is to help expand access to affordable, and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the United States. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and secure your dates all from one platform, mallardbay.com. Not sure where you want to go yet? Reach out on Instagram or Facebook, and they can help you find your dream hunt. I'm your host, Joe Baia, here today with my co-host, Butch Theory. And today, Butch, let's go check in for another interest rate update. This week, we're talking with Ben Elliott of Alabama Ag Credit. Ben, first off, for the folks who haven't heard you on here before, tell everybody where you're uh, located and what your role is there at Alabama Ag Credit. Uh, thanks. Yeah, good to see you guys. I'm actually today located in Montgomery, Alabama, and uh, I, I float between Montgomery and Opelika with our offices there. And, I'm the manager for, for those two uh, branches, so uh, kind of help the guys in each one of those, make sure we're, we're out there getting what we need to do and help uh, get loans closed along the way. Yeah, well, you know, when it comes to loans, the most common question I see is, what are the rates? What are the, How are they doing? So, you know, for folks that are interested in, in land loan rates, what's influencing them right now? I mean, are, are land loan interest rates tied to what the Fed is doing the same way that home loan interest rates are but not particularly for farm credit because we actually uh we issue farm credit bonds in the market which are you know they're they're not government but guaranteed but they're rated triple a so we actually issue debt and uh that's how we end up getting our funds through our you know from the funding corp to our district bank to us so so yeah i mean when rates are up we're going to follow the market but uh, maybe not in exactly the same method or, or process that a commercial bank might, just because their function is a little bit different where they uh, obtain their money. So if folks are wanting to keep on top of what's going on with land loan rates, they need to reach out to somebody like you guys to get that information. It's not as simple as going online and looking at you know what's going on with home loans because things do differ a little bit. In terms of the different loan terms that are out there, what what's common for land loans? I mean, you te- when you think about home loans, you think about the fifteen year and the thirty year fixed rate mortgage. So Ben, when it when it comes to land loans, you know what's common in terms of loan repayment periods? Yeah, it really depends on what's being purchased. Uh, you know, we tie those to the size of the property. If if you're if you're buying a place that you're going to end up maybe building a house and it's fifteen or twenty acres, those loans typically max out at about fifteen years. And then if it's a larger tracks, we, we see a lot of uh, 20 year amortizations and we can go up to 30 years. Um, a lot of times people don't choose to do that just because you're, 
your equity position is not improving very much when you put something like that on a on a long term amortization. But we do have that option if it if it's needed and you know it fits the uh, the current situation. Are there any options to lower your interest rate, such as you know points or rate locks with land loans? We do not have a process. Yeah, we don't have a we don't have a process of buying down the rate. The what the one unique thing that we do offer once you close your loan, if rates are going down and we we see a point where you feel like if you wanted to refinance it, we do not have to go back through the closing process. That's just a conversion for us, and it's a couple of pieces of paper and a, a fee, not not near what a new loan origination fee would be, but it's basically just. We readjust that rate to the current market, and there's a fee involved with us breaking that. So uh, we 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 capture that at that point, and we convert it over to whatever the current rate is, and nothing else changes about the loan. Right, that's a big deal. Very handy in a market like this. So Ben, when it comes to those common repayment periods, what are we looking at right now in terms of uh, rate ranges? I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on each individual borrower, right? But you know, what what's kind of the low and the high on? you know, say your, your 20 year loan product right now? Well, a lot of people are, I mean, we're not seeing a lot of people fix it for the entire term right now, just because they feel like in the next five to 10, 10 years or somewhere along that way, that the rates are going to change and you're going to do one of those conversions. So a lot of our loans are being closed on three and five year fixed rates. They're what we call adjustable. They don't balloon. So you can put that on a five year with a 20 year amortization. And, you know, right now, you know, those rates are you know anywhere from eight and a quarter to eight and a half. So that, and if you were to fix it for that entire term, you're looking at another 25 basis points. So you're getting up in the 875 to 9% on some of that. So even though it's a little bit of savings, a lot of folks are just deciding to, to, uh, to go on that shorter term fix just in anticipation with anticipation of something changing in the market before that rate expires. Well, who knows if that's going to happen? The question I have is if you do that, if you if you go about and you say, I'm not going to fix the rate, I'm going to do what you just described. We're going to have a five-year rate and then maybe convert it just depending on what happens with the market. In that scenario, if we see rising interest rates and continue to see rising and say five years from now, they're higher than they are now, are you able to keep the rate that you locked in five years ago or will you have to then adjust to that higher rate? That is, you're at the risk of the market on that. So, yeah. but you do have the option at that same time to go it all the way down to a 30-day variable rate. So that's going to tend to be our lowest rate at that point. So, if you did get caught in that kind of a market, you have that option of going down to that shortest term fixed, shortest term rate, and just having to ride that out. So, you know, that is one of those crystal ball things that. You know, it's it's your level of risk tolerance, really. I'm not very tolerant of risk. So uh, I'm one of those that would probably go ahead and pay the 875, knowing that in five years I can change it and I'm just going to be out that little for 25 basis points. I'm just, I like that comfort and I like to sleep at night knowing what my payment is going to be. Yeah, you know, I'm, kind of, I'm the same kind of way. I'm trying to, a little bit. Yeah, and I'm just trying to understand, like, you know, why you'd necessarily want to do that or take that risk because it seems like to me if there's really no penalty for converting if we get into a situation where rates have gone down a lot then you just convert to that new lower rate but if we have a situation where maybe rates go up you get your what at that point will be considered a good rate you know because you're back where it was five years ago that's interesting to hear you say that 
it is it believe it or not it does make a lot of difference for a lot of people just to just because they that when you hear 875 or eight and a quarter eight and a quarter just feels better yeah um and 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 most loans are not on the books that long so you know depending on what they bought the property for sometimes that's going to affect them too so it's not across the board any exact science but it it does kind of change from case to case Yep, that brings up a great point, Ben. You mentioned a few there. You said I think you said a five and a fifteen. What are the most common loan periods for these land loans? Most common we see for anything that's you know the recreational type tracks are the thirty or the twenty year. I'm sorry, twenty years. Very seldom are we going to put are we putting them on thirty years, and because if you're if you look at the payment and the increase in the rate for that long of a rate lock, the the difference in your payment is really nominal compared to what kind of equity you build up in that short term. So 30-year rate, you're not going to start building any equity for 10 or 12 years. In that same period on a 20-year, you're going to be you're going to be crossing over in halfway. You're going to get most, almost half of your equity already been built up at that point. So it's just not, you know, like I say, most of our land loans are going to run 20 years with the exception of some of them that are Depending on what the plans are, if it's timber tied to real timber cutting or something like that, we may extend it for 30 years, but very seldom. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Y'all take a minute and check out some of the businesses that make this show free for you every episode. This week's show is brought to you by Southern Seed and Feed. Do you want to provide better nutrients to your deer? If so, try Southern Buck Food Plot Blends. Your deer will love it. At Southern Seed and Feed, they specialize in making textured feed for horses, cattle, sheep, goats hogs, chickens, small animals, and wildlife. Their products are proven irresistible, scientifically formulated to promote excellent herd health and hunter satisfaction. They supply products to various distributors throughout the South. So visit their website at southernseedfeed.com or call 662-726-2638 to find the dealer nearest you. And also brought to you by Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks are proud to be your metal roofing headquarters for over 40 years. Save time and money by buying from the most reliable manufacturer on the Gulf Coast. If you buy it today, you pick it up today. They offer 20 Sherwin-Williams colors to choose from and a 40-year warranty. Baker Metal and Dixie Supply, two names, same great service. With the addition of their new store in Cantonment, Florida, they now have eight locations to serve you. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks, your metal roofing headquarters. Ben, over the last couple of years, at least in my transactions, I would say roughly 50% of those transactions have been cash purchases. So those owners have come in, they've bought that property, now they own it free and clear. What I'm starting to get some questions on and, and see more of is there's a lot of people that are looking to improve their property now that they've got it. So they bought the land. Now they want to build the house or the cabin. They want to do something to either just make it more comfortable or enhance the value. So when you start to think about like a construction loan, somebody's bought their 20 acres in the country. Now they want to build their, build their barn dominium or whatever they're going to live in uh, on that property. I just need a barn. I I just need a big barn. I don't need to live in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so when you think about that, are the interest rates on products like that, like a construction loan, is that going to be the same rate that you would get on a, on a fixed rate, you know, 20 year type loan or, or are they different? How do they differ? 
most of the construction loans are going to be set on up on like a draw note so that you're not paying interest on that money until you actually use it. So we'll set up a short-term note, like a year, for, to give you time to construct the whatever you're building there. And then, you know, those those are tied to most of the time they're tied to prime. So a lot of people here, rates tied, say, at prime plus a half, prime plus a quarter. That's what you're going to see those price to. And so when prime's eight and a quarter, and you're quoted eight, you're quoted prime plus fifty points. Then you're gonna your your variable rate is actually gonna be eight seventy five. And yeah, you know, I just said that fixed rates are eight fifty, and that's not common. The market that we're in is an inverted what they they call a inverted yield curve, and it's very strange to live in this market with a variable rate that would be similar to a fixed rate. So. You know, right, but yeah, they're tied to. They're going to be on a variable rate, and as soon as that construction period is over, we can look at putting on a fixed rate term with whatever fits. You know, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years, whatever you might want on that. Why would somebody want to go if they're in that scenario? They've got a good bit of equity built up in their land. They want to make an improvement, like building that cabin. Let's say. Why would somebody want to go to a construction loan versus a line of credit, or vice versa? Well, and, and what did it I mean? Really, it would be flexible depending on what the ultimate goal was of the loan and how quickly they may, you know, if it's just filling the gap. Yeah, we'd be happy to put a revolving line of credit on a land that's on a piece of land that's got quite a bit of equity so that you can do that project. And if you're happy with the rate, you can leave it on that variable rate and pay down the principal whenever you want to. And then you'll have that out there if you wanted to. You find the 40 acres next to you, then you need to move on it. You can use that line of credit to buy it too. So, if you're dealing with a piece of property that you've paid cash for, you've got all that, you've got access to all that equity for us to do whatever you may want to do. So, you've got a lot of options there. I guess probably a, is there a difference in terms of uh, repayment from the construction loan to the line of credit? You know, whereas like I know, like I've got a line of credit, and you know, if I if I repay that that loan, I can go out the next day and basically get that money again and go use it again. So it's kind of, I can put in and take out our construction loans the same way. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and then along the way, you're just paying interest. All that's required is interest, either maybe monthly, quarterly, you know, depending on how maybe the your income is structured, you know, we're going to, all you're going to pay is interest on the amount of money that's out. And so, and when, that, if you pay it a zero, you don't, you just got access to those funds whenever you need them. So you don't have anything, you you know, it doesn't cost you anything to have access to that. So once it's set up, it's pretty handy. And, um, and, it, and we can actually, those, those type lines of credit secured by real estate, we can actually put them out there for five years. Yep. That sounds like a great option. Ben, tell us a little bit about your patronage and uh, how, how does that influence the cost of borrowing with you guys? Well, it's the great program that makes us different from any other banks that you may be dealing with com- with commercial banks that you know when you pay them that that money goes one way it goes straight back to them but without them ad credit set up as a cooperative then we actually distribute some of our earnings back to our our borrowers who are actually stockholders and that's then right at one percent of your average balance of your loan for the year so say if you had a loan that was five hundred thousand dollars at the end of the year and we pay you back 1% then you actually get a check for $5,000. So if you're paying 8%, that effectively lowers your cost of doing business down to seven. So it's really a, it's really a great advantage um, because 
our interest rates are competitive for land anyway. And then when you add that 1% payback that uh, comes back in that patronage, and a lot of times it makes us the best, definitely the best way to go do to have a loan there. Well, it's important to bring that up because like you said, it, I mean, effectively it's like a 1% lower interest rate. So if you're looking at these yeah, numbers, that's a something big deal. you need to keep in mind uh, when you're thinking about that total interest rate is it's actually effectively going to be lower as long as that patronage is, you know, able to be paid. And uh, I know y'all been paying it for a long time. You know, we were talking about the fact that what the Fed does is loosely tied to interest rates and things like that. And obviously you're, you're paying attention to this closer than probably anyone is what's in your crystal ball. You talked about not really liking the risk of maybe down the line, interest rates being higher than they are now. That's one of the things I'm seeing with buyers. A lot of people are sitting on the sidelines. They're not even looking at properties because what they're thinking is, well, I'm just going to wait for their interest rates to go down. In my mind though, if you can afford the property and it's what you want, it's or it's a very good value, you're able to buy it for less than what it's worth. Uh, I see no reason to wait because you've got the ability to convert that interest rate down at a later period. If interest rates go down, if interest rates go up, you're going to be happy with what you've got uh, getting it at today's rates. But where do you think we're headed, Ben? Uh, does it do you think we're due for some more rate hikes? When you listen to any, you know, a lot of the people that are paid to pro- make those projections right now, you, you know, we're hearing that they anticipate that they will get it at two more quarters over the next, but between now and the end of the year. So, in that case, you wouldn't want to be riding a, a variable rate because it's going to be going up. So, uh, you know, it short term, I think you're you're still going to be seeing some increases, and I think we're gonna we're gonna our our business is going to reflect that. So, you know, hopefully, you know, as, as things go change or in the economy or in the political areas and things like that, then maybe we'll start seeing something in 2024 that makes us feel better. Um, but right now, I mean, if, I mean. Right now, what I hear and what people tell me and what I listen to, you're going to see some some more increases before we get to the end of 2023. Well, Ben, like we said, uh, it's always good having you on, kind of get that update on that interest rate. Appreciate you joining us. If folks want to get in touch with you or anybody at their local Alabama Ag Credit, what's the best way to get in contact? Uh, definitely the best way to check us out is our website, alabamaagcredit.com. It's got all of our locations and, and phone numbers for each office and even our lenders. Or you can call here at our office and we'll direct you wherever you might need to go. It's 334-270-8686. Ben, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Appreciate you joining us. We want to make it easy for you to listen. So here's a handy option for you. To get the podcast emailed to you each week, just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. Again, just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. 4377. You'll join our email list and wherever you are listening to podcasts, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Send us a written review. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got a show topic that you are interested in and like to see us cover, just email us at pros at landhunting.com. That's going to do it for us. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. This week's show is brought to you by Alabama Farmers Co-op. Alabama Farmers Cooperative has been serving gardeners, farmers, and everyone in between for 85 years. Visit www.alafarm.com for more information and to find a co-op near you. And also by 
the Hunter's Bait Lowdown Trail Cam Reviewer. The Lowdown High Speed Trail Cam Viewer has flipping fast technology that allows you to view images three times faster on a screen that is 60% bigger than typical 7-inch viewers. Find out more at lowdownviewer.com and also by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you're frustrated with typical hunting and fishing magazines and tired of reading content, then for guys that are up in the north or up in the Midwest, check out Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't fish or hunt in your home state. You can pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and it will help you become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rural King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. 